following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton as the announcer said there, and this show comes to you every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. This show is designed for people who want to be make a difference in the world of combating sexual exploitation of all kinds, whether it's uh, sex trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation. You might be a first responder. You might be law enforcement or fire department or a social worker or maybe a faith-based leader or civic leader that wants more information about how to do this. I have been in this business nearly 10 years now. In fact, uh, we are just about to turn 10. In fact, uh, we have just turned 10 as of yesterday, million kids. I hadn't even thought about it. Um, but that was our 10th anniversary, and we really want to have some sort of uh, event to celebrate that. I uh, spent much of the first part of the week this week in Dallas, Texas, meeting with just an incredible group of people from the First Baptist Church of Dallas. And uh, what amazing people they are who really have a heart for fighting this and really want to take this on at the highest level and and be able to make a difference in this. But one of the things that I realized when I was working with these people and the the group that had all volunteered to come forward is that uh, they really don't know a lot about the apps that are out there. And, you know, truthfully, it's hard to keep up with them. They are advancing so much. But as um, we discussed, you know, I am in the process of writing my next book. I'm really hoping to shut the doors and get it get it out in the next two to three weeks to really at least get it to its final stages where it can go into editing. And uh, that's a that's a major undertaking to do that. But I've got to make time to do that because this is very, very important. One of the things that is important in that is how fast our world is changing. And with each new technology, it makes it more and more difficult for a parent to understand what's happening and also more difficult for law enforcement to get a search warrant. So today I decided I'm going to kind of go back to the basics of what are some of these apps and how do predators use them and what should a parent kind of watch out for. So I thought, uh, since I'm starting basic here, I want to first start with some of the slang terms that you're going to see. You know, uh, the technology world is a a world of abbreviations, and uh, most parents are absolutely naive on this. I got to say, I'm probably right in there with them, you know, quite frankly, until I started studying this. Now, we're going to post some of these on our website also. I was, I'm was i thinking to myself, I need to assemble a group of volunteers that can do a, um, a curriculum writing for me and help me assemble all this information into a, like a, maybe a six-page or ten-page manual for 
for parents that we can hand out on a regular basis. But I'm going to give you some of the slang terms. Uh, probably the, the first thing you should know is if you see your child just using a nine, that they're trying to tell somebody that you're there. Nine stands for parents. Nine is a nine standalone nine is parent watching. And if you have a 99, then parent is gone. So watch for nines. Six is usually represents sex for what it's worth. So you might, um, and, and sometimes X stands for sex too, but for instance, the letters C and U and the numbers for six, CU for six means CU for sex. That's fairly straightforward once you get the idea of it. Eight is oral sex. And uh, if you see D-U-M, do you masturbate? Uh, now, why would you ask that question on an on a chat, okay? <laughs> I can only imagine. Back to six being sex, LH6, let's have sex, okay? And by the way, if you want to write to me at Opal at Million Kids, I'll get this list off to you and, and uh, you can have that, no problem. That's Opal at MillionKids.org, by the way. Uh, MillionKids.com is a rock band, a little one, but but not us. Anyway, opal at millionkids.org. So I'm going to go through some more. IWSN, I want to have sex now. Mm. Yes, that, that sounds like a nice conversation. GNOC, get naked on camera. Want to get one of GNOC? Mm. How about NIFOC, naked in front of computer? So we've covered uh, CU for sex, LHS. LH6, let's have sex. Um, PIR is a common one. If you see that, that means parent in room. Sometimes it's just nine uh, means parent is is present anywhere. Um, You know, POS doesn't stand for piece of what you sometimes see posted on my website. (laughs) I don't particularly like that, but everybody's got a right to express themselves, I guess. POS here is parent over shoulder. Uh, to let you know. The one that's really, really concerning to me, and if you don't get any of the others, let's get this one. L-M like Mary, I-R-L. L-M-I-R-L. It looks like L-Merl. L-M-I-R-L. Let's meet in real life. That one, that one worries me. If you see L-M-I-R-L, you know that your child is very close to doing something that is going to end up not being a healthy thing for you. So those are some of the slang terms. I can always make those available to you. Uh, Every now and then we just post them just for the fun of it on our website. Now I want to start to talk about the various apps and the live streaming and the the, uh, chat rooms. Because um, recently I did a show on uh, Live.me, and I'm very, very concerned about something that's starting to happen. So before I just move into things like Live.me, I'm going to start real basic, okay? You all know if you're, if you're alive, if you, you know, come out in the light of day, you know there is Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you know, all of those that are on there. Uh, I don't have to explain those. You know what they are. But before I get into these apps, I want to just first talk a little bit about artificial intelligence. Now, this is not going to be a big uh, technology tutorial on it. I just want you to be aware of something. 
because uh, we had an event happen here in the U.S., and this show does go out to 170 countries, so I want to be careful when I start talking here. But we had an event a while back that happened in the U.S. that just really boggled my mind, and it really told me how little the public understands what is happening in artificial intelligence. I don't want to get political of this. This this happened to involve Trump, and I'm not going to take sides one way or the other. It is the process that happened that got my attention, not the players that were involved. But what happened is it came out in all of this investigation they're doing that somewhere along the line, the Trump people, when he was running for office, bought a bunch of artificial intelligence information from Facebook. And apparently, they also bought some from other sources. And, you know, everybody's doing this. Maybe it was Instagram. Maybe it was Twitter. Maybe it was, who knows, uh, polling data. Who knows? But they overlaid it. And what they were doing is creating a projection of, you know, how this particular audience leaned and and what their interests are. That happens all the time. It's, you know, that polling people marry data. Uh, so that they can begin to get a profile. In fact, I knew that it happened because uh, early in that election, back, this goes back to uh, 2016, it was really interesting because early in that election, I all of a sudden saw, uh, what was that number, 180 million, I think the number was 187 million names for sale in the dark web. And these were voter names. They knew, you know, they knew if you were a Democrat or a Republican. They knew if you were a uh, male or female. They knew if you owned a home. They knew if you owned a gun. They knew if you were for gay rights. Uh, They knew if you were for abortion. And I thought to myself, 187 million names for selling. And they were really, really cheap. They were voter names. And this is long before the deal happened with with uh, with uh, Trump. Can't think of his name. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, uh, what was interesting about that is I thought to myself, who is that? Because there's only like 300 and some million people in the United States, and 187 million is more than half. And so who is it and how did they get it? Well, it turned out that the Democrat National Committee had been hacked and and all that information was for sale in the dark web. But what it told you was all that the Democrat Party knew about you. They already know. That's called artificial intelligence. They know if you own a gun, if you're for gay rights, if you're a Democrat, Republican. You know, they know all this. They get that by buying data from all these websites. Well, what was so fascinating to me, or from all these app owners, what was so fascinating to me was the way the American public reacted. They were just furious. Now, of course, it's the Democrats because they want to get Trump. But what was fascinating about that was they acted like this had never happened before and this was just some sort of big crime. And I'm saying to myself, you know, how do you think Facebook became a trillion-dollar or corporation. When was the last time Facebook charged you anything, or Instagram, or or uh, Twitter, or any of the others? They don't charge you. What artificial intelligence is? Is your every click, your every search, 
your every location is being sold, and they are going to sell it to anybody and everybody they can. Yes, they sold it to Trump. I can guarantee you they sold it to Clinton because it was for sale in the dark web under the DNC. So, you know, it's uh, fascinating to me how uninformed our public is about how the Internet works and how all these app company works. And and the fact you you have to know when you go on one of these apps that there is no such thing as privacy. I say that when I go into schools. It's a fascinating thing how our kids and our parents are functioning in something they have no understanding how it works. And so every time you go in there, these people aren't charging you anything. This is called the World Wide Web. This is not the U.S. Web you know, where we have a right to privacy. When you go on the internet, nobody owns it. It is worldwide. And trust me, they are scraping data. In fact, right now, LifeLock and Equifax is offering to to look for you to see if you're being sold in the dark net, if your, your private credit information is being sold in the dark net. Where do you think they can find that information? By scraping the same data that that you know, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, and these sites in the dark web. So on the one hand, you're all mad and you're, you you know, you cost Zuckerberg, who I'm not a fan of, but he lost five billion bucks in one day because you got ticked that he would collect private data and sell it. On the other hand, you're paying for the results of that when you subscribe to a service. And by the way, just wait until you start getting your DNA done, you know, Ancestry.com. Do you think that information is going to stay private? Absolutely not. They are in the business of gathering data. And data companies sell data. That's why they gather. They don't just gather to say, I have more data than you do. They gather it to make money on it, and that is artificial intelligence. In fact, I guarantee you, if you get a telemarketing call, that they have already known what you searched yesterday. They bought that list. This is Opal Singleton. It's Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are about to wade in and start to talk about various apps. Now, as we begin to talk about this today, I I really want you to kind of think about it from a big picture point of view. Now, if you're listening, you may be a parent and you want to know what to keep your kid from and are there apps out there that can monitor, that you can uh, duplicate so you can see everything they're doing. Yes, yes, and yes. You can do all that. And there are many of them out there. The problem with this is that it's getting so sophisticated that that capability isn't going to be effective for very much longer. This is the reason in my book, The Societal Shift, I mean, the end goal is that we create self-responsible leaders with these kids, that we step back and realize that, okay, we've had 10 years of fun and games. I mean, there's all kinds of great stuff you can do with technology. But if it's wrong, wrongly used, then you're going to get hurt or your child is going to get hurt. And that's really the trick. I mean, you know, this is a difficult task because when I go out there, I sound like I think that there's a predator behind every bush. No, there isn't. A large portion of our kids will survive this transition into the technology generation and never be violated. However, a portion of them we're playing roulette with. And, you know, the, the challenge with this is when a child gets violated, It is forever. I mean, it changes who they are as people. And one of the things I'm going to share with you, Mom and Dad, is it changes who you are as people. In other words, the the problem of it is, you know, I'm I'm going to jump ahead of myself. We talked about it a while back on uh, live.me, L-I-V-E dot me. Uh, You know, that is a new, um, what do you call it, Uh, live streaming app. And it's got a geo mechanism. The idea of live.me is you can get lots and lots and lots of followers. This is a generation that can reach the entire world. In about 18 months, there will be 6 billion people on the air. And so that is why my book is called Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. You know, think about this. 87% of kids sleep with their phone. That means that that phone is right there near their body while they're hormonal at 3 in the morning when they're the most vulnerable, when they should feel the safest, that thing can go off and they can be accessed. And so it will be a changing world. You know, you will not be able to keep apps from kids that where strangers can reach them. You're going to have to accept that you have to spend the time with your child to help them understand and have the maturity to handle it. And if they don't have that maturity, they should not be having it. It's that simple. So let's start out. We already know about the big ones, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and then WhatsApp. WhatsApp's a new one that's, uh, it's not not new by any means. It came from China. It's, it's already got over a billion users. It's just new to us. 
but on top of it, the next one that often comes up is Kick. K-I-K. Now, this is an instant messaging app that's been around forever. I think it probably came out just based on my own experience, maybe 2012, 2013, not sure. But it's been around forever and ever. Now, what is fascinating is when I went to Texas, they're very concerned about it down there. Out here in California, a kid now would not be caught dead using Kick. But two years ago, it was the biggest app. So just like fashions, apps come and go. Uh, we we had a lot of kids that disappeared and were violated on Kick. The thing with Kick is it's an instant messaging app. There are many instant messaging apps nowadays. So what, I did a survey at one of our high schools here, a written survey. 80% of those kids were on Kick. 80% had received a message from a stranger. 50% had replied to that stranger, and three went out and met up with a total stranger. Now, that's been about three years ago that I did that survey, and it was a fascinating thing because Kip was kind of a new thing. But now kids are starting to get the hang of, hey, anybody can come in and reach you, so it, in, it isn't so cool anymore. It's like Omegle, O-M-E-G-L-E. That that came out in about 2012, and it's just the biggest piece of, I got to be careful I don't get sued here. <laughs> anyway, what is Omegle? Omegle's a video chat room. Now, they're much more sophisticated now. Live.me is twice as, 10 times more sophisticated than Omegle. Well, what Omegle was is their motto is called Talk to Strangers. Nobody, no human being that's drawing a breath of fresh air, in my opinion, ought to be on Omegle. I cannot imagine any healthy, any healthy application for it. But what happens is you sign up and you don't know who you're going to get. Okay, you just don't know who you're going to get. You meet total strangers. And if you go on YouTube and plug in Omegle, O-M-E-G-L-E, which I encourage you to do, because this is where it started like five years ago. You will, five years ago, I can't form words here. Anyway, uh, you will see America's teenagers sitting in their bedroom. I mean, many of these kids are 9, 10, 11, 12 years old. And they're sitting on their bed seeing who they're going to see. And these people that are on Omegle, I mean, they are pedophiles. They're predators. They're idiots. They're, uh, you know, they're immature clowns. I, I, I cannot come up with enough words. So you you really, mom and dad, need to go, go on YouTube when your little children are home, by the way, because they only know, they only have like a limited vocabulary. Most of it starts with F. But they dress up in all kinds of weird things. One of them shot himself sitting on the toilet. I mean, you know, took a picture of himself, not shot himself with a gun, sitting on the toilet. I mean, you know, that takes a lot of talent. Not many of us do that, sit on a toilet. (laughs) And they think that's, you know, that just tells you the level of maturity. That also tells you their level of naivety and how easy it is for pedophiles to come in and bond with them. And so they exchange information and they get acquainted off that site. But that allows total strangers to come into their bedroom, meet up with them, bond with them, laugh, find things in common, and then meet up with them afterwards. Well, Kick does this, but it's in an instant messaging app. They they send an instant message, and this is a generation that can reach uh, other, you know, out to strangers, and they do. 
it's an app that lets kids text for free, and it has no limitations on it, no character limits. There's no fees for it. Uh, it won't show up in your kids' messaging service. By the way, you don't even need a phone to have a kick um, an account. Uh, a lot of kids who can't get phones, folks won't give them phones. They borrow other people's phones and get a kick account. So the danger of this is that it's really full of strangers. And we saw kid after kid after kid hook up with strangers. They get this fantasy relationship that you often hear me talking about in my book, Seduce the Grooming of America's Teenagers. They think they've got a newfound friend. They kind of fall in love with that guy. And the next thing you know, they are out there meeting up with them and off they go. Well, there's another texting app that's out there that is a group app. And this is called Group Me. Now, what I want you to understand is the apps aren't bad. Apps have capability. You can choose to use it any way you want to. You know, uh, chocolate, if you eat six cartons of it in an afternoon, you're going to have diarrhea and vomit. But if you have one piece of chocolate and you use it with intelligence, you're not going to get hurt. So it isn't the chocolate that's the problem. It's the user of it. And it is not the app that's the problem. It is the user of it. And so we, we really have to watch this because because parents don't know, they then look to law enforcement, you got to keep my kids safe, and they look to the app company, you got to keep my kids safe, and, you know, I'm going to tell you, mom and dad, you got to keep your kids safe. It is really up to you. You're the one that bought the phone. You're the one that's given it to them, and you need to be able to educate yourself about that. What is, oh, I wanted, before going to group.me, I want to finish with uh, Kick. One of the problems with Kick is they're a Canadian company. By the way, one of the problems with WhatsApp is they're a Chinese company. So think about that if your kid disappears by meeting up with someone on Kick or on, on a WhatsApp. Now, they're a lot better than they used to be at it. But what happens on that app is that you have to get a search warrant, and it doesn't just go through a U.S. law enforcement. It has to go up through Canada and through the the legal system of Canada. It takes time. And quite frankly, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this new sex trafficking law that says that if you're advertised on one of those sites and you're exploited, that you can sue the owner of the site. So it will make you wonder that if you uh, go on kick and you get violated, you know, are they going to cooperate if they think that they're going to be liable because they are not an American company? So you need to kind of ask yourself that question before you allow your child to have particular apps. Now, I'm going to tell you, mom and dad, my rule is a kid doesn't get an app until you know what's on there and you understand what it does and you have the ability to check it because you want your child to be a leader. This isn't about you being caught. This is about it's my phone and I expect you to be a leader and I'm going to check and make sure you are, okay? If I ever see you not being a leader, well, I'll bar it back until you're ready to be a leader. But, you know, you have absolutely every right and should look at your child's phone. Group Me is a texting app for direct and group messages to send photos and videos. They do have emojis on them that have sex and drinking on them. Uh, Parents have reported some uh, uses of it for bullying, but the biggest thing that you have on that is that uh, 
the content of a message isn't displayed when the notifications pop up on the device. And so, therefore, it is easy for a young person to hide their activity from a parent. Users can enable the geolocation, which allows them and encourages them to talk to strangers around them. In other words, geolocation, what have I just said? They turn it on and it tells everybody around, hey, I'm over here at the mall, let's chat. And so you can see, you know, that um, that there is some danger of that. And quite frankly, you get a lot of spam very quickly once you get on the air. They start approaching you wanting, you know, you, you remember how you become a victim of sex trafficking or sextortion is to be available and vulnerable. Once you hit that geolocation saying you want to chat with people nearby, That's called available and vulnerable, and that changes the whole dynamic everywhere. So that is called GroupMe, G-R-O-U-P-M-E, and it's a texting app for groups, okay, direct and for groups. This is Hopeful Singleton. The show is Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are brought to you by Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, millionkids.org. I'd encourage you to follow us on Facebook. We're up against that break. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, Rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, 
back to exploited crimes against humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Before I go further into all these apps and uh, chat rooms, I do want to say that this show is brought to you by Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N. That is because more than one million kids are trafficked each year throughout the world. We're not one million kids. We're not a million kids. We're just simply millionkids.org. And I, I do want to take a minute. This is uh, the middle of summer. These year, these summer months are just tough as nails trying to raise money and keep all the shows on the air and keep the education going out and sitting with parents and supporting law enforcement and helping with runaway kids. And if you have it in your heart to share financially with us, I would surely, surely appreciate that a great deal. Uh, you're not paying a bunch of big salaries. I work with the sheriff part-time and uh, earn my own income. So when people donate, it is to keep shows like this on the air and, and to train other people. You can do that at www.millionkids.org. And by the way, if you're a corporation, um, maybe you're a real estate person or a, a title company or some sort of corporation and you want to advertise on this show, we truly would appreciate your support on that. And, and uh, hopefully we can help you stay in business also. So we're talking about apps right now. I want to get into this live streaming. But one of the apps that's been around for a long time that has had a lot of, of cases to it is Tumblr. And that is T-U-M-B-L-R. Now, it does have an E in it, T-U-M-B-L-R. It's kind of a cross between uh, Twitter and a, and, uh, a way to blog. Uh, you send all kinds of photos and text and audio clips with it, and uh, you kind of create a uh, what has been referred to as a thumb blog, okay? <laughs> but it can be seen by anyone online if it's made public. Many of them uh, will kind of use it a little bit like a Facebook. The big problem with it is it's like an online hangout, you know, and it has a lot of porn in it. Um, it gets really, really raunchy. It's It really is an interesting thing to me. Technology could bring so much good to the world, but we seem to want to sink to the lowest point, <laughs> And our kids are leading the way. We had no idea how raunchy our kids are capable of being. Do we hand them ability to share a photo or a video? And, you know, all of a sudden, that part of our child that we normally never would have known has expression. And that's an interesting psychological thing that's going on in our society. You know, all of us have good in us and bad in us. And, you know, the name of the game as we mature is to overcome the the evil, if you will, and soar and be the best that you can be. And yet, we give our kids these devices, and we're just, I'm blown away some days of how low this can go. I mean, when you think talent is watching yourself take a bathroom break (laughs) and you feel the need to film that and put that out around the world, you know, what kind of human being are you? What kind of aspirations do you have? Well, you know, it's difficult on Tumblr to uh, to, uh, guard your privacy on it. The posts are usually uh, copied, shared around, uh, rebroadcast and like that. And they want 
to have their posts rebroadcast. You know, we're creating a, a world where we're putting our kids on the global stage. And, you know, they want... They want to have the most likes. They want to be popular. They want to be accepted. And yet, and yet, the minute you do that, you're opening the door to millions of people. And some percentage of those people aren't going to want good for your for your child. So I want to talk about Musical.ly here and Live.ly, okay? Musical.ly is an app that's a kind of a social network video app, okay? And in this, uh, it's kind of like America's Got Talent. You share video. It's a social network where you lip sync to famous songs or you can, you can, you know, show off your own talent on there. You sing, you dance, you introduce some of your own songs on there. And theoretically, you build up a following. And, you know, one of the things that you find is that nobody is regulating any of this or monitoring it. And so, again, while some of these are very, very good, some of them are quite raunchy. And it seems absolutely to be um, like an online community for America's Got Talent. I sometimes talk about that with parents. Think about that. The app itself isn't bad. The idea isn't bad. I mean, it's really taking the sleaziness out of Hollywood. And, you know, here you are in Panuki, Kansas, and you can sing and dance. And now if you can get enough people following you, maybe you'll get discovered and you don't have to go out there and, and fight your way through the Harvey Weinsteins of the world, okay, to be famous. And that's really what it's all about. But think about this. If your child hasn't completed puberty and they don't have good cognitive thinking, they are not going to recognize the difference between a good guy and a bad guy, and they're going to get all kinds of offers. If you Let's say, you know, what, what happens with Musical.ly is you're singing and dancing, and they're saying, hey, you only have like 100 followers. You're not going to be Katy Perry if you have 100 followers. You need a lot of followers to be famous. So they have entry-level packages where you can just basically buy followers, up to 75,000 of them for the first package. But think about that. What percentage of 75,000 people are in there because they want to be able to access and violate a child? Let's just say it's 1%, which I think might be low, but let's say it's 1%. That means that you are literally introducing your child who's available and vulnerable, who wants to be discovered, and you're putting them in an environment to with 750 pedophiles, and they want to be liked. And some of these guys are really smooth, really smooth, you know. They come off like they're 14 years old and they're, you know, or they're Justin Bieber or they're Justin's brother or some something, and they're going to make your kid famous. So there is also a part of that is called live dot it's l i v e dot l y. Now this is different than live dot me. Okay, um, this is live dot lee l i v e dot l e l y. Excuse me, and that goes with musically. And what live dot lee is? It's all it's a live streaming service. Okay. But in there, what happens is is that you um, can build up following, you can build up account, and you can chat back and forth. 
So what you're seeing there is a lot of teenagers that are broadcasting from their bedrooms, and they don't know who is out there that they're doing this with. They give away phone numbers. I mean, you can't get famous if you if nobody knows how to reach you, right? And so they give away phone numbers, and they start talking and carrying on there. And so, you know, you it's very similar to Live.me, which I find interesting that their names are so close. But you can interact with your fans, and your fans can egg you on by giving you virtual currency. So you're interacting with them, and you don't have any control over who's viewing your streaming. So, you know, you better be a big person and be very mature and understand what you're doing if you're really going to use this app. I don't believe any young people ought to be on it. I'm going to go immediately to live.me. I did a whole show about this the other day. I am very, very concerned about this technology and where it's going. Live.me and musically, but uh, live and also live.ly. What happens on there is you sing and dance, and it has a geo function you can turn on, and you want to draw a crowd. Well, why else are you on there if you don't want to draw a crowd? I mean, that the fact that you have this capability is what's so attractive to the child. And so they're in there singing and dancing, and all these people are egging you on, man. Oh, do this, do that. Oh, I'll give you these. And, you know, what did what it em- encourage you to do, mom and dad or first responders or social workers? Go to YouTube and put in live.me and put in twerking. T-W-E-R-K-I-N-G. Now, Miley Cyrus made twerking famous, okay? If you don't know what that is, you know, brace yourself. But you have 7, 8, 9, 10-year-old kids with no breasts, no puberty, and they're in there, and they're twerking on live.me. And you have all of these people egging them on. Oh, I'll give you 20 virtual coins. They are worth nothing. But this kid thinks they're famous because they do not have cognitive reasoning. They are a child. And, you know, parents go, well, I thought they were on a craft side. Well, I thought they were looking at Harry Potter. You know what? If you have a nine-year-old that's on a public site, you are putting, you might as well take them down to the bus depot and leave them off. You know, because you are putting a nine-year-old out on the street. It is called the World Wide Web. It is truly a world without borders and a home without walls. You are taking away all protection from your child if they're seven, eight, nine years old. What do you think these kids have been raised on? Stickers for performance. And you will see all of these these uh, YouTubes with young people. Now, not they're all not nine, you know, and a lot of them are 11, 12, 13, but they're out there twerking and jiggling and doing all of this stuff for virtual coin- currency. That is their sexual image and their moral image, okay? And that is also out there forever, okay? Especially if it's on a YouTube. And so you need to stop and think this out. In my opinion, We need to pull back and understand what I'm seeing is that we're giving our kids these devices younger and younger and younger, and they already can't function without it. I was on the plane this week, and I saw an 18-month-old and a 12-month-old, and they were entertaining with the phone, and they tried to take it away after a few minutes, and you wouldn't believe the temper tantrum that went on with that child. And I think, what are they going to be like by their threes or their sixes? You know, they're eight, nine years old. They will be 
absolutely addicted to getting what they call that social validation feedback loop. You know, somebody giving them constant input, constant approval for absolutely no skill set whatsoever, just that they're available and they're vulnerable. This is Opal Singleton. The show is called Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about apps and live streaming today. We'd ask you to stay with us. We're going to be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to this. We are talking about these new apps and some of the psychological impacts of them and how this all works. The reason I uh, want to go here, well, first, I I just want to throw in a couple of other little apps, and then I'm going to take you to the closeout here about where my concern is. There is an app um, that's called Grindr, G-R-I-N-D-R, and it is uh, specifically for the gay community so that they connect. It is like Tinder. Tinder is a dating site where we have all kinds of cases of exploitation of kids meeting up on Tinder and meet me and now my laugh out loud, my LOL. And uh, and the problem with Grindr is that it's usually for the LBGT community. And I just caution people out there, uh, the LBGT community is so heavily violated through social media um, because you, it's a way of communicating and coming together, but it also is a platform for homophobics. And we have seen case after case on Grinder where they met up with somebody and beat them up because uh, they were people who did not appreciate LBGT people. And 
the grinder app is one way of coming together with it, but it also makes you kind of stand out where people can reach you and um, kind of ensnare you. And for people who might not have good good um, intentions with you, and and so I just want to add that to it. Plus. In the past, one of the things that's happened on Grinder is that people talk about the fact that they might have uh, be HIV positive, and Grinder has been known to share that information. I was reading a blog about that. They're saying, "Well, yes, we do do research on that, and you know, to find out who's following us and if they share and like that." But but that's a concern. There's another app called Whispers. And uh, the idea of whispers is that it's like true, true confess. Okay, it's kind of like going in the in the confessional with your with your uh, priest, except it's social media out there for everybody. And uh, you know, it's it's an app where it's often used very sexual. Um, it, it, they often use it to hook up with people nearby or post confessions, and there's. Lots of nude photos on there, and uh, you'll often see the app whisper in many of our cases because once you start exposing yourself, then you know you're bringing in a, a slice of society that you know uh, are not necessarily good people, are not people who necessarily will care for you and take care of you and honor you and like that. Now, let me tell you where the reason why I'm doing all this. I'm, first of all, I'm writing my book, and I want to talk about the psychological impact of some of this. You see, we're a, a, like when I look at Live.me, and it has this thing where our kids can, can get out there, they can uh, sing, they can dance, and they can draw a crowd, and they turn on the geo, and they want to have you know 20,000 followers. Well, I don't think any nine-year-old ought to have 20,000 followers, period. I don't think they ought to have 100 followers. I don't think they should have more than five, and they need to know them by name, okay? They're nine, and I believe that it is important that we begin to take back our privacy and our parenting and um, beginning to give that input. But here's the problem with that. When you're out there singing and dancing and they can talk to you and they can egg you on and they can give you currency and you start getting a lot more provocative because it gets you the most currency, what what is happening there is, is that this is the technology as of today. I believe that it'll probably be less than 60 days until they will add a money transfer function to that, okay? Meaning, just like Snapchat, I don't know if you know this, but Snapchat has Snap Cash, and they say now you can monetize the selfie. I'm saying, really, what kind of selfie is my kid selling, okay? It's not my dog and cat. So, as I look at now you can monetize the selfie, it won't be long till Live.me can monetize their live streaming. And so, very quickly, I have said for a very long time that cyber sex on demand, webcam sex, what I call interactive pornography, very quickly will go around the world and it will be the largest crime in the world. And if your child's out there singing and dancing and that kicks in and somebody starts paying them, it won't take long for your 14-year-old, your 15-year-old, male or female, to learn that they can be bringing in an extra 100 200 300 bucks a week simply by showing off their little teenage attributes. And so this is not very far away, I guarantee you. 
And, you know, it should not be used for that, but it will. And already it is in a huge way. I saw an article. Now, this goes back. This is one of the articles that uh, kind of got me to thinking. uh, I think this goes back to 2017 here. The headline on this is how much money I make on Chatterbait. That's C-H-A-T-U-R-B-A-T-E, chat your bait. Three girls show how much money you can make on Chatterbait. Here I am from Russia, and I've been working for Chatterbait for the past four months, and I'd like to share my earnings, just like the other cam girls who posted here before. I signed up at the end of February because I heard it's one of the best cam sites, and I wanted to try it. I already have some experience at adult sites because I work for a studio or agency in my home company. So this is a girl who's already stripping somewhere, okay? But she left that work because she she was married. She wants to do this from home and just make some, you know, this is uh, the housewives. And she's making, you know, an extra thousand bucks a week if I've got this right by doing this, I think, eight hours a day. And so she is literally running her own side. And this will replace the likes of Backpage, by the way. I've been saying this for a long time. Uh, But I want you to think about this in terms of your teenager, because there is nothing to keep them from this. If you're not home and they have Live.me and it starts to get a money function, we're going to start to see third world people all over the world dancing nude, doing exotic things, you know, all kinds of situations, and it's going to include our teenagers. And they are going to start to see this as a way to enhance their allowance. So at what point do we stop this? At what point do we say, you know, it isn't the technology, it is... What, how the parents train the child to use that technology if they're going to give it to them. And so this is Opal Singleton. I, I appreciate you sitting through the hour of this with me and thinking through it. I hope you will write to me at Opal at Million Kids. That's O-P-A-L at MillionKids.org. I appreciate each and every one of you that have donated to keep this show on the air. I really appreciate that a whole lot. You can do that by going to www.millionkids.org and donate. Also, I hope that you will follow us on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and find Million Kids. I'm not a fan of Facebook myself, but it is a tremendous page that Susie Carpenter operates there. Because uh, she literally posts new cases of uh, sex trafficking and sextortion about every three to four hours on there. And it is a tremendous opportunity to educate yourself. So this is Opal Singleton. It is Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. And I hope that you will share this show with everyone you know. They are archived at exploitedcrimes.com. So please go on there, hit hit listen, exploitedcrimes.com, share these shows with everyone you know, and we will see you next Thursday, 7 a.m. Southern California time. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.